0: You're listening to The Hustled Up Podcast, a lifestyle and business podcast jam-packed with tools and tips to help you navigate your business, career, and life as a goal-getter, big dreamer, and multi-passionate doer.
1: Grab your coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready to hustle up.
0: Hello, hello, our beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode of Hustle Dub. We are your hosts. My name is Holly. And my name is Laura. Before we get into anything at all today, I do want to remind you that if you like what you hear, or if you like what you've heard in the past, we would appreciate it so much if you could pause this and go give us those five stars and a nice little love letter wherever you are listening. It helps us get into the earbuds of even more listeners and connect with more people who may just want a little bit of free business advice or some hype girls to get them going in the beginning of the week. So we would really appreciate if you took a few minutes to do that before we get started. Okay, now I'm going to assume you've left us our five-star review and we are (laughs) back. (laughs) And we have a fun episode today specifically for the cleaning company owners. As you guys know, we try to uh, not niche down too much with every single episode because we want to connect with all the boss ladies of the world. But uh, today we're going to go into our industry and we're going to talk about the cleaning industry and more specifically about the importance of going mop free. If you are looking to scale your business, if you want to be a solo cleaner and have a business as a sole proprietor and clean yourself, that's cool. But if you are looking to actually scale your business and grow it, you have to be ready to go mop-free. What do we mean by mop-free? Basically, is an industry term, that just means you're not going to be cleaning anymore. And if you're not mop-free, you're probably thinking, uh, what the hell? No, I'm the best at what I do. And I don't <laughs> trust you know other people to do it. And I'm nervous. And my clients will never, ever accept it. Take it from us. They do accept it if you hire the right people and you need to spend your time working on your business, not in your business. So we're going to talk about how we got mostly mop free. We are like 99.9% mop free at this point. Uh, The things we did to do that and also the reasons why we did that and why you should too. So if you are a cleaning company owner and you are just needing a little bit of a push to finally Drop the mop and go mop-free. Keep on listening. Hello, friend. It is your girl, Holly, and I wanted to tell you that I created my very first freebie. I am so excited about this one. If you are a fellow cleaning company owner and you feel like your Instagram is blending in with the pool of cleaning Instagrams out there, I am here to help you. Did you know that your Instagram and social media presence in general can be the deciding factor on whether or not a potential client books your service over that of your competitor? I know it's crazy, but trust me, I know this firsthand. The amount of clients we have had say, I am choosing you because I love your social media, I love your TikToks, I love your Instagram, I just love your personality. It is insane. So I want to pass that information and that knowledge along to you with my freebie four tips for getting your cleaning business to stand out on Instagram. This is a comprehensive thoroughly detailed PDF on how to get your cleaning business to stand out on Instagram and it is seriously going to immediately help you start kicking butt in the world of social media. So if you want this freebie, go to hustleduppodcast.com. And at the top, you'll see a little link that says get your freebie. Click that. You can also find the link in the show notes description box below and on our Instagram at hustleduppodcast. Enjoy. So as I said earlier, Laura and I are like 99.9% mob free. And We are recently mob free. We're not, it's not like we've been mob free for a long time. We actually just reached our six year business anniversary and it wasn't until like last year that we really started to even step away from the field. And it's really funny because when we were running our business in the early days back in 2018, 2019, 2020, it was always a goal to be in the field a few days a week, you know, clean three days a week, clean two days a week. Mop-free was not a term I had ever heard. And it was definitely not one that I would have ever believed could actually be. And um, it was all, I was proven very wrong. And so I do want to start off by saying that you can be mop-free. You have what it takes to be mop-free and you are going to love being map free. And uh, don't let your limiting beliefs, like, di- dictate you know whether you do or don't pursue it because you can. And as long as you are hiring good people who share the same core values as you and who put their best foot forward and try really hard, then it's going to be an easier than you think transition, and you'll you'll really start to realize and I feel like this is the case for Laura and I how like I honestly now it's so funny we have so much that we do behind the scenes in the office and you know working on the business and I always wonder now like how did we even grow the business not being mop free
1: yeah it's crazy because I literally we say it all the time I'm like how did we operate our business before? Like when Holly and I were cleaning five days a week, we didn't do any of the things we do now. And let's just start off by saying like I, I didn't even know mop free was an option. I didn't know it was a thing. I had always assumed, uh, hello, I, I'm an able-bodied person. I can move. Why wouldn't? Why would I ever be mop free? Like I I don't know about you, Hal, but I was like, well, duh, like I'm a I'm a person, I can clean. Like, why wouldn't I clean? Like it didn't even make sense to me.
0: Yeah. It it (laughs) because at first it was like, well, what needs to what needs to go into running a cleaning business? And I feel like a lot of people I could be wrong, but I don't know. I don't think I'm wrong. When people start a cleaning business, they think, Oh, that's like easy. That's like an easy business (laughs) to run. Yep. Like, there's not a lot that goes into it. There's not a lot of overhead. There's not a lot of money being spent. There's not a lot of things that need to happen. Like, you just, like, get people on your schedule and have people clean who's on the schedule. And it's, like, it's very wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I I
1: mean, I would say probably 99% of people, I would assume, start cleaning businesses for that reason. Like, oh, yeah. low, low overhead. I could just go buy a couple cleaners and a vacuum and... I'm all set, and little do they know that no, if you are operating an official business and you are running it ethically and above board, it's hella expensive.
0: (laughs) It's expensive. (laughs) It's expensive, and it requires a lot of your time. And you need to, you know, you need to be. You do need to be if you want to grow it big. Like if you want to get big, big, you need to go mop free because you need to give your business the time that it needs to flourish and grow and and get big you know and it's just not going to happen you know if you don't do that so when we so laura and i had joined cleaning business fundamentals you guys know we talk about it all the time um in 2022 we were still cleaning almost full time right laura yeah. We were cleaning
1: uh almost every day. And that's and that, two of us too. So yeah. that's like double the labor.
0: Yes. And we were about four years in. And we had just at that point we had just gotten rid of our problem staff. We had like eleven part-timers who were late and like young and they partied and they didn't show up for work and They were not reliable and they tried to run our business for us and all of these things. And they were just an absolute nightmare. And we had just kind of started to get rid of them. And we started to, we started to build a little bit better of a staff after that because we were like, okay, we're not going to like mess around anymore and we're not just going to hire somebody with legs. So we started to hire pretty good people. And um, Laura really had to push me out of my comfort zone though, because we had people who I felt were overqualified and um she would be like there's no such thing just hire them like this person's really good and so we ended up hiring um someone who was at that point we hired him to be a team lead before we decided to mo- move to a different uh, model of cleaning and um <clears throat> excuse me I'm so flemmy, guys I'm so flemmy. I'm so <laughs> sorry um <laughs> so don't mind if I do that every so often but um we were starting to do better, and then, but we were still needing to clean alongside. Even though the callouts were a little less and everything, our business was just not running well enough for us to completely step away. And also, the other thing was that we were scared to. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I'm definitely learning in this and and trying to do, especially this year, since my word of the year is bravery, is to just do it, even if it scares you and um i was scared i was like we're not going to be able to pass off anybody and and we had already started to pass off harder clients to our ashley we did a whole episode on her she's like <laughs> our 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 main like right wing woman head in command whatever right, second in command right is that what we call it second <laughs> <I was like, laughs> in
1: command yeah
0: i was like i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> um <laughs> but and so I don't know why I didn't think of it back then, but the fact that we were able to pass off some of our problem clients and I wouldn't say problem clients. I don't even want to word it that way, but clients who we just thought were way too attached to us and like, wouldn't be able to like move with the cheese of our business. uh, We did though, we made that happen. And so if Ashley could do it, then why couldn't we hire even more people to do that and take over jobs that we thought we wouldn't be able to pass off and right. You were yeah.
1: Say- yeah. I was just going to say, it's also goes back to, it's like, yes, the fear of, will my clients accept this? But I feel like for us, it was a little bit also of will somebody do as good of a job as we do? Like there was a period of time where Holly and I, even when, once we started to pass off some of our clients, we still would not have anybody go to an initial cleaning Without us, because we were like, they can't. How are we, we going to uh, have somebody go do an initial cleaning without us? Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. We need to be there. We need to oversee it. And this is something that I've heard so many other cleaning business owners say, if I'm not there, there'll be quality issues. If I'm not there, there will be chaos. And that is like the number one li- limiting belief that I think holds a lot of cleaning business owners back.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with that 100%. And it's it is funny how we... <laughs> That was like the last thing we gave up was the initial cleanings. So that is yeah.
1: And, <laughs> and now I'm like, don't send me one. I don't
0: want to no, do literally. it. No, literally. Don't send me. <laughs> I have no interest. No interest. I haven't done an initial cleaning in a long time. Like I can't even remember. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, you know, and it was hard to pass off these things. But once we started to systemize our business and follow what CBF was teaching us, it was it was easier to step out and at least like lessen our time in the field at least. And we started to make sure that people were, you know, we started to embrace very specific training methods to make sure that there was consistency. Cause that's another thing. If you're running a cleaning business, you have to make sure that there is consistency. Otherwise, yes, your clients are going to complain when you send different people to, Their houses. So, you need to make sure that you are consistent and you are training everybody the same way and that their cleanings are consistent with one another so that you can start passing off jobs and taking yourself out of the schedule. And when we started to become more and more mop free, somehow we started to take on more and more roles in the office that I'm not sure how we were like growing without. Yeah. It's amazing
1: that we had grown as much as we did when we weren't doing any of the things that a cleaning business owner should do in the owner's role. We weren't doing any of these things and we grew it, which is quite an accomplishment in itself. I must, I if I do say so myself. Oh <laughs> like, no, totally right?
0: agree. The fact that we grew the business to like over a hundred grand, you know, without <laughs> marketing or um any of the roles that we play now i just i don't even know how we did it i mean <laughs> granted we would have still been at low numbers stressed cleaning trying to juggle a million hats and we are still trying to juggle hats but at least we get to juggle those million hats in our office where you know we're able to get things done um but i don't know how cuz now you know and i don't know if we've done an episode on this laura but we've been taking on different we've been trying to establish like our specific roles in the office too and you don't realize all of the different roles that need to be um taken on in order to keep a business going so for example Laura is our sales person i don't i don't remember what your official title was
1: i think i was really boring and chose like sales manager or something sales i need to come manager. up with something more clever
0: <laughs> so Laura does the sales Laura does the interviewing and hiring so she does all of that. Laura does the, um, uh, what else do you do, Laura? That, those are the two those big things two that you do. Those are my two main roles.
1: Yeah, we, me and Holly like split the main roles and then we each have, I would say, more like day-to-day tasks that we each do. Yeah. Which I feel like we didn't do a full episode on this. We touched on this after we first established the roles, but I don't think we did a deep dive into them.
0: Yeah, so we'll definitely add that to the list, Laura. The non-existent list. Add it to the (laughs) non-existent list, and we will definitely cover our roles. But yeah, you need a salesperson, you need an HR person, someone who interviews and hires, you need a marketing person, a scheduling person. You need so many different um how do you say like you need so many different roles fulfilled in and and taken care of to keep your business growing. And sure, a business can run if you're out cleaning and you're just kind of hiring as you go and you take a few minutes to try to interview people or whatever. And you, you know, go on estimates when you have a free minute and you're not cleaning like, sure, but you're not going to grow fast that way. And and if at all, you're just not. Yeah. Um, and so since we've gone mop free, we, uh, We have discovered all the great reasons to be mop-free, which I know we've kind of been talking about throughout the episode. But Laura, I know that one of the most recent things that we've been finding, uh, and you know this because you're the one who does sales, is when you get a lead in, when a lead comes in, whether it's through the website or it's a phone call or an email or whatever... Laura is able to answer the inquiry almost immediately because we're in the office. If we were cleaning and this has been the case before, we'll be out cleaning and we'll get a call. I'll call them tomorrow or end of day. But as our coach says all the time, speed is the new currency. And so we would call people back at the end of the day and they, guess what? They already found another cleaning service. They've moved on from you. So Now, Laura is able to get back to people right away. And how many times, Laura, have you heard, wow, like, thank you for getting back to me so fast. Like, that's why I'm going with you. Like, you're really professional and you're really on top of your stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. I I would say more than half of the people at least say thank you so much for getting back to me so quickly. And some of them actually have said I'm going with you because you were able to get back to me so quickly. Because if I was out in the field, which, you know, when I was out in the field, sure, I would answer the phone here and there if I could – but I'm not getting adequate notes on what their needs are. I'm not able to come up with pricing because I don't even have a sheet of paper in front of me to do the math or to write down, you know, how many bedrooms and bathrooms they have. And I'm certainly not near a computer to be able to send them their quote. So everything, even if I was able to answer the phone, which I usually wouldn't, I would let the phone go to voicemail. And like Holly said, they're moving on to the next company and they're going to go with whoever answers the phone. But say I was able to answer the phone, I wasn't able to provide them with the information they needed to make that decision. Now, if a lead comes in, like say an electronic lead comes in, they went to our website, they filled out a request a quote form, I immediately see that email coming, boom, I call them, get them their quote, send them the email with all the information they meet, need within 10 minutes. I can close a sale within 10 minutes if I'm in the office. Whereas if I'm out in the field, forget about it. I, and it's the same thing for anybody. It's just, you won't be able to provide a customer with the same kind of attention to detail. If you are scrubbing a toilet while you're taking down their information, it's just impossible to do.
0: You're not able to. And you know, when you're first starting out in your business, obviously, yes, this is something you're doing. Like you are stepping aside and you're like, Oh, like, uh, you know, you're trying to, to, to do the sales call or whatever. Um, But not only can you not take their information down, I feel like there's also a sense of distraction there and you are trying to maybe rush them because you have to get back to cleaning. So your customer service skills are suddenly a little less than what they would be if you were in the comfort of an office and able to take your time and really get information from the customer and make your sale. That's such a good point,
1: especially because some people need that. You kind of have to learn, and this is a whole episode in itself. I would love to do an episode about sales, but this is something that you'll learn is everybody's needs are different. Some people email us and they'll say, Hey, this is the information. Get me a quote. I don't have time to chat. I don't have any questions. Just get me what I need. Whereas other people, they really want to know every little detail. They want to know what kind of products you're going to use on what surfaces. They want to know your policies, your procedures. They want to know how many people are coming, how long it's going to take. Some people need all of that information. And if you're out in the field and you, like how they said, rush them off of the phone, they're not going to feel taken care of. They're not going to feel comfortable. So you really need to be able to take your time and nurture each lead to get them to realize why are you the best person to go with?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I agree. I have nothing to really add to that. I think that that's like a perfectly way, a perfect way to put it. You really just need to see and realize that you are, you're performing better when you are not in the field. Yeah, it's so true. I
1: feel like that's like the number one reason. If I had to give any reason of why it's so important to be not free, being available to take inbound sales, I feel like that's the most important thing because that's how you're going to grow your business. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean?
0: I do also love um, on the other side of the the business spectrum there um, is the interviewing and hiring process, right? So when Laura and I were in the field, <laughs> we, would, we would schedule like people and we weren't using, uh, we didn't outsource this at the time. So now we have like hundreds of applicants coming in. But back then we would just try to get whoever, like the one or two people who would apply, we'd be like, oh my gosh, okay, let's like bring them in. And then like they, we would basically schedule time out of our day or shorten a cleaning day or come in after the day is over at like five o'clock in, in, you know, in the evening to interview. And then if the person didn't show up, we were so frustrated because we felt like our time was wasted. And now, A, we have more uh, windows to book interviews, which is great. But then also the other thing is that if they don't show up, because we've kind of just learned that this is a thing now. People don't show up for interviews. It's just how it is. It's life and it is what it is. Um, It's not as like, oh, what a waste of time. Like, you know, we don't get frustrated anymore thinking like, oh, our time was wasted because we're already in the office. So it didn't matter. It's not like we had to like rush back to the office to make an interview or anything like that and then feel like time was wasted. I mean, granted, we do get like, what the hell? Why don't people show up? But now it's kind of like, it is what it is. Like there are plenty of other things we could be doing and it's not like we had to rush over there to make the interview. Right. Oh,
1: that's such a good point. That is such a good point. It's like, yeah. And it's, I don't take it personal anymore either. Like, cause I'm like, all right, this is how it is. I know for a fact that show rates in any industry are extremely low nowadays for whatever reason that may be. And yeah, if I was, if we used to rush back to the office and we also both used to want to be present at every single interview before we established our roles. So that's double the people's time that you're wasting. And we used to get so, so frustrated. That's such a good point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I do not miss those days now. We're like, oh, all right. Well, there's always this we could do. There's always a never ending to do list now. So (laughs) yeah,
1: exactly. That's why I'm like, how did we used to not have office days? I don't get it because... The to-do list seems like it never ends, but yeah, that's, that's definitely, I feel like two of the main things for sure. And I also feel like, and this could just be me, but I feel like a lot of cleaning business owners almost feel guilty to want to be mop free. They're like, well, I'm not, I'm not above the cleaning, which no, you're not above the cleaning. Nobody is above the cleaning. The cleaning is the most, the cleaning tech is the most important role within the company point blank period like the cleaning technicians, we always say are our VIPs. And that's because the business would not exist without them. So it's not a matter of, you know, we're too good to clean or, you know, we don't want to do the quote unquote dirty work. That's not it at all to be really on the opposite side of the spectrum. Holly and I actually love going out into the field to clean, which I do want to touch on that as well, like the temptation to go back into the field. But you're not above the cleaning. It's just that you won't be able to do the job that you're supposed to do as the owner if you're in the field cleaning. It's a different mindset.
0: It's a, Yeah, it's an entirely different mindset. I
1: agree. Yeah, you, you got to make that switch. But I also feel like, and I do want to dive into this, because this is a problem. Holly said we're 99.9% mop free. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is, is because we 100% could be 100% mop free. We, we've we gone weeks and weeks and weeks at a time where we don't clean. But I feel like it is really difficult to stay 100% mop-free 100% of the time because a few different reasons, actually. Holly and I, believe it or not, we like to clean. Like, sometimes it's nice to just go into the field, kind of, you know, pop in your headphones, get to turn your business owner brain off for a little bit, and just do some really relaxing and rewarding work. But outside of that, because I could really, I could clean my own apartment. If I really just wanted to experience cleaning, you know, I could clean my own apartment. But it's more so is being that option because yeah. as the owner, you cannot be an option. If somebody calls out sick, you're not an option. If somebody wants to book last minute, but you can't squeeze them in because all your technicians have a busy schedule, you're not an option. And I feel like this is what Holly and I struggle with the most.
0: Yeah. It is.
1: (laughs) I just did it the other day. We had a client that I absolutely adore and love, needed a cleaning on a very specific date. No one was available. So I was like, Holly, you want to just go do it? And she was like, Yeah, sure. (laughs) Like, this is the problem.
0: It is. And you know what? It's, but like on the other side, I'm happy that we're able to, I'm happy that we're able to accommodate this person. She's so worth it. We love her and she's amazing. But in, on the other hand, I was telling Laura, I'm like, a little, uh, not frustrated, that's not the word, but like bummed that we're going to miss another check-in. And we've been missing a lot of check-ins because the one day that we seem to be needed the most is Mondays. And that's when we have our check-ins. So we have been missing them. So I'm like, ah, now we're missing another check-in. And then that takes you away from your employees. And you need to be present around your employees because, you're trying to build a company culture that's one of the biggest and most important parts of growing a business so you know now we're now we're going to miss them for another week and we hardly see them as it is because of the way our business model is so again already finding a negative to you know, going out and doing this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. Every, uh, it's like a, it's like a rotating wheel. I feel like every time Holly and I decide, all right, we're going to step back into the field a little bit while we're out in the field, we realize why we can't be doing this. But then, you know, a little time passes and we're like, it won't hurt to go back in for a little bit. And <laughs> it's just a never ending cycle that, you know, I think we're going to get out of. I told Holly when I was, I was doing a little purge in my clothing uh, a few days ago. And I threw out almost every single work shirt I, ha- I own. Every single tourism work shirt that was ra- – I kept, like, one or two nice-looking ones, but anything that had bleach stains that was old, raggedy, I was like, I don't need these anymore. And I threw them out because I really want to try to stick with being mop-free as much as we can this upcoming year
0: yeah no I totally I love that you did that and I'm definitely like overdue for doing that and I'm definitely gonna do that very soon because I still am hoarding the work shirts because I'm like you never know so <laughs> I, I really know. do have to I and I did say that at one point remember Laura I said yeah like I was like I want to get rid of all my work clothes and not have because I have like a whole drawer dedicated to work clothes and or, or you know like field clothes and I don't want that anymore I just I just don't – I don't want it, you know? I'm sure I'll keep, like, one spare outfit somewhere, but, like, I don't need, you know, five, six pairs of work pants anymore.
1: Yeah. It's true. You don't. You don't. It's it's hard. You you wouldn't think it'd be so hard. Maybe for other people, I would love to hear from other cleaning business owners, too, on this uh, because it's kind of hard to stay out of the field 100% of the time.
0: Yeah. It is. It is hard, especially when you're at our business size where – We're not like a million-dollar business yet. Um, (laughs) But we're big enough that we can't be in the field, honestly. We just can't. But we're also too small that we are still an option. So we're in like a very weird transitional phase in our business right now. Um, So it is a little more challenging, but you kind of just have to do it and do it scared. And if you're scared, uh, you know, uh, one thing I would say – If you are, especially, you know, if you're the one cleaning for all your clients and you're nervous to hire your first employee, let's say, to kind of get you out of the field, um, what I would do is I would take the first person that you hire, make sure you've trained them well, make sure they're perfect, they fit in with your core values, et cetera, they have integrity. And then you can take them with you to like anybody who you think is going to give you a problem and say, I've hand selected this person, she's going to be cleaning your house from now on and you know, she's great. I love her, blah, blah, blah. And kind of just ease your clients into it. Um, if you feel like this may be a situation that where that would be needed. Yeah, that's a great idea. Because
1: like outside of the, you know, whole mindset of am I beneath cleaning? I think the whole transitioning factor and being afraid that your clients are going to be disappointed. I feel like that's the other thing that really keeps
0: people from taking that step. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's change is tough in any aspect. So it's not like, you know, we're over here telling you, like, you know, oh, it's going to be easy. It's not, that's not what we're telling you. What we're telling you is that you've got this. And, like, it is going to be a little easier than you think, though, I will say. Um, some of your clients who you may think you'll never be able to pass off, you're going to be able to pass them off. We've, we've been there. There are some clients who I was like, we will never, ever be able to pass this person off. And we did. And now we're getting to a point where our second in command, we want to get her into the office a little bit more and out of the field a little bit. And now we have to pass off some of her clients. And for a second, we were like, oh my gosh, we're not going to be able to pass some of these people off. But now, I you know, similarly to when we transitioned out, we can do it and we will do it. And, you know, we will be able to get her out of the field and I'm looking forward to that too, honestly. (laughs) Yeah,
1: me too. I feel like the whole theme here is A, everything seems scarier until you actually do it. And B, you just have to get past your limiting beliefs because Mm -hmm. it's – you're the one – or like I'm just speaking from my personal experience – you're the one who's thinking I can't pass this, you know, client off. You're the one thinking, you know, my technicians won't clean as well as I will, which is also a limiting belief. If you train them and you train them to clean exactly how you clean, sure, I'll admit, no one's ever gonna care a hundred percent as much as you do the owner. That's just how it is in any business, any industry across the board. But as long as you train them, they will work hard. They will want to do a great job for their For you, as long as you're a good boss. And they'll want to do a great job for their clients. They want to succeed. So it's really about how you do it, how you pass them off, how you train them. It's up to you to really, like, make this transition as smooth as possible.
0: And just remember through it all that your business needs you. And it needs you present and it needs you there.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know? So... I think it's important. And I hope that if you listen to this episode, you're like, that's it. I'm going my free. Let's go. I hope you throw your cleaners in the garbage. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Put down the mop
1: forever, but don't throw it in the trash. Just give it to a very well-trained employee.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's what we want you to do. So I hope that this was inspirational to you if you are a cleaning business owner.
1: Yeah, I would love to know if this was helpful. And I would love to just connect with more cleaning business owners in general. And, you know, like Holly said in the beginning, we try not to niche down too much. But if you are a cleaning business owner and you are enjoying the cleaning business specific episodes, please let us know. Let us know if you have any feedback. We'd also love to answer any questions that you have, topics you want us to cover. We really just want to make some more connections.
0: Yeah, so why don't you connect with us on social media? social media you can find us oh sorry no go ahead you go
1: <laughs> i was enjoying the accent
0: i know <laughs> you can
1: find us on instagram at podcast. slide into those dms or if you want to reach out you can reach out to us through email at hustle.podcast at gmail.com
0: yes and if you want to connect with me and join my journey you can follow me on tiktok at Holly and Silva. On Instagram at Planning and Polish. All of my links and social links will be in the description box below and in the show notes.
1: And you can find me personally at Laura Anatoly on Instagram and TikTok. And while you're at it, be sure to go follow us on chores and more at chores and more on instagram and tiktok we're always posting fun dances cleaning tips when we have flash sales if you are somebody local we've been posting a ton of those as well so be sure to just go check us out everywhere
0: yes we hope to connect with you guys even more we hope you enjoyed this episode go kick some booty this week and we will see you next week